The last time I was with you, I was, um, it was last Saturday, just a couple of days ago. And uh, when we began our prayer call, um, I am standing looking outside my, my front, uh, the front part of my house, I can see what is called Paris Mountain here in Greenville. And Rick and Stephen have talked about <clears throat> living around Paris Mountain. Uh, for those of you who would be out west, uh, the word mountain is a debatable uh, designation, but uh, nonetheless, that's what it's called. So, um, and uh, when we began our prayer time on Saturday, uh, we had had lots of rain here and it was very, very foggy. And uh, as the prayer time progressed, the clouds and the fog began to lift so that at 10 a.m., uh, you could not see the mountain for anything. But by 11 a.m., it was crystal clear out. And I think what a beautiful analogy that is sometimes of our prayer time together, right? Uh, we come um, <clears throat> and uh, maybe our day has been cloudy. Maybe there has been a lot of storms in our life. But as we go through uh, rehearsing uh, the praises of God and the blessings of God and lay our requests before him, uh, oftentimes um, our minds, our, our hearts clear and uh, we have um, a, a much sharper picture of the glory of God. So today, I just want to use that as an analogy about the fog lifting off um, of Paris Mountain and another uh, word picture I'll give in just a minute uh, to encourage us to do three things today. First of all, just to rehearse God's goodness, to rehearse God's goodness. And I'm going to be using a, a number of passages this morning, but Psalm 136 uh, begins by saying, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy, that is his steadfast love, endures forever, endureth forever. God's covenant loyalty, his mercy, his steadfast love endures forever. It goes on to say, oh, give thanks unto the God of gods for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. <clears throat> and to him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercy endureth forever. And for 26 verses, that familiar refrain repeats itself <clears throat> for his mercy endureth forever. Why such repetitiveness? Why such redundancy? One possible reason is because everything in us is hardwired to believe that God's love may end, that his mercy may not endure, because we have all encountered that in some way or another in our, on our human existence, where love or mercy uh, was... Uh, was stopped at some point, but God is not like us. His mercy endureth forever. You see, God's love and mercy is not conditional on what we do, on whether we're having a good day spiritually or a, one of our worst days. It doesn't depend on how much we pray or how successful we might be in ministry impact. Um, God's mercy, his covenant loyalty is not dependent upon on if we are up to date on certain spiritual disciplines or our productivity. Psalm 136 reminds us to rehearse God's goodness. It's all about rescue and deliverance. The rest of the psalm goes on to talk about creation 
and God's mercy as evidenced in the Exodus and the wilderness wanderings, uh, about victories and battles. If you're in Psalm 136, verse 19, uh, mentions how God slew the famous king Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan. It's all about rescue and deliverance, and um, that, that's quite amazing uh, to see his love, and we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later there. But one man has said, God does not deliver his people because they deserve it. He does not save us because we impress him. He delivers because this is the way he is toward wayward sinners. So do you feel you, you've been used up, so to speak, that God's reserve of love for you is no longer there? Remember, there is no ceiling to God's love. There's no end to it. He gives himself, all of himself, to all of those in Christ. His love endures forever beyond our failures, beyond our maybe discussed with our own self, even beyond the love of any friend. His love endures forever. And then notice the, the last part of that uh, psalm says, he provides for every one of our needs. He gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. So that's a, that's a uh, prompt to prayer this, this afternoon together, to constantly be rehearsing the goodness of God, whether we look out and see his creation, whether we reflect upon his rescue and his deliverance, whether we are praising him for victory over uh, enemies and battles in our life, or whether we just stop to thank him for his goodness and his provision. The second thing I want to just encourage us to do as we pray for revival and gospel advances to run hard after God's glory, to run hard after God's glory. On that Saturday afternoon, I, I shared with you what happened before the prayer time. After the prayer time, I went out for a bike ride, as I often do, on what's called the Swamp Rabbit Trail here in Greenville. And uh, <clears throat> that's another discussion why it's called the Swamp Rabbit Trail. But um, as I went out, uh, normally I start off and I start to go downhill a little bit, and then I go uphill quite a bit. And I realized that on that particular Saturday, I was um, making almost record time. Then I realized that as I was traveling north, there was a 20 mile an hour wind coming out of the south. <laughs> that was helping me to bike quite uh, vigorously. Of course, then I had to turn around eventually, and uh, I hit the headwinds going uh, back the other way. But it just reminded me how no matter what circumstances, whether we have the tailwinds of God's goodness in our life or the headwinds of adversity, we still need to keep running hard, so to speak, or in my case, cycling hard, but running hard for the glory of God. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, we run not as uncertainly, we fight not as one that beats the air. But rather, we forget those things that are behind in Philippians 3, and we reach forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As we pray today, we are reminded once again that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual will, um, wickedness in high places. So when we face those headwinds, so to speak, of our own flesh, of the devil, of this world, of spiritual opposition, of demonic forces, let us keep pressing on. And positively speaking, remember Jeremiah 29 says, seek ye, or ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. The equivalent to that is seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I just want to encourage us this day, um, whatever tailwinds or headwinds we're facing, let us run hard for God's glory. On that bike ride, <clears throat> the final ascent uh, back to my home is a, a rather uh, steep hill. And it reminds me that even if we're um, maybe nearing the end of our life or we have um, gone further already than we will uh, in the years ahead, we keep pressing on. And we are like Jacob of old who wrestled with God until the break of day. Finally today, rehearse God's goodness and uh, run for his glory, pray for his glory today, the advancement of his kingdom, and then just rest in the grace of God. And so I just close with this verse from Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, which says, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, today we pray to a God who is infinite. He embraces every degree of every perfection without limitation. <laughs> Think of that, every degree of every perfection without limitation, one man has written. He's incomprehensible. Uh, we cannot find out God by our searching. And uh, we search for words to praise God, even during this time together. But it's almost like a child who is, is reaching up into the sky to try to grab a cloud. Um, there's no way he can do that. No way we can do that. We can point in the right direction, though, but we'll never be able to do that, even if we were standing on the highest mountain. Uh, sometimes uh, trying to understand, obviously, the, the glory of God and his perfection is like uh, what Augustine uh, alluded to one day when he was walking along an ocean or a sea and thinking about the Trinity, the incomprehensibility of God being one in three persons. And he saw a little boy uh, there by the seashore with a little seashell scooping up water and putting it in a pail. He asked the little boy, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I am emptying the sea. <laughs> I'm emptying the sea. You know, and that's kind of what we feel like sometimes. Uh, our prayers seem like they're never going to touch heaven, but we serve an incomprehensible, infinite, and finally immense God. Um, and so we come today as sheep, needy and hungry, I hope, and uh, dependent upon God, and sometimes even wayward. May God give us grace today as we pray now and uh, rehearse his goodness and Run hard for his glory throughout this day and the rest of this week. And uh, 
rest in his infinite, incomprehensible, and immense grace for our life.